Welcome to Layer 8 Podcast, hosted by Greg Sasso and Victor Coronazario, where technology and business strategies converge to support the most important layer, the IT users. Hey everybody, welcome back. Today's episode is BYOM, Bring Your Own Mess, Part 2. <laughs> and this is the continuation of my conversation with Hamed Etavar, security engineer. And we started right away talking about MDM solutions and what to pick. Let's get to it. Now going back or actually kind of like transitioning into that uh, mobile device management. Um, so you've already decided, okay, we're allowing you to bring your own device. Mm. And of all the devices, we're allowing you to, let's say, connect your iOS device and your Android. Nothing else gets and this is, you need to standardize for sanity, for control right. and for management, for mm -hmm. centralization. Right. Now you're going after these providers. And there's, uh, at the end of this podcast, I'll um, give you a link um, where they have an extensive um, list of all these MDM providers. Um, oh, you know what I did for that? I mean, I might get out of subject, but it, this is good information, I think. The, the, I always go to Gartner. Magic, right, Magic Quadrant. Quadrant, right, right. And I was surprised to see that Citrix was at the top of the list of MDMs. And, and nobody least. knew that Citrix would provide that. Yeah, I didn't I, I know that. I, I, actually, today, I came across, I thought it was good for, you know, Blackberry, whatever. There's mm -hmm. all these other major players that have been in that. So, yes, you'll be surprised because that list has names that I've never, you know, thought would be part of this solution or just as a solution provider. So now we have basically narrowed down the solution. Uh, you have done your comparative analysis, and this is one solution that, you know, kind of like, again, not every solution meets 100% of your, um, your needs, requirements, requirements yes, yes. but one that is closest enough, right? Mm -hmm. um, now, you need to start talking about policies. Right. And I'm working inside, inside the software. Inside the software, right. What kind of policies does it support? Some of the examples, for instance, sorry. No problem. I'm glad that I can smoke in this yeah. interview. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and we got some Bacardi right here. <laughs> but, okay, so you, you're looking at the how to set up the policies inside the software, but that's all based on all the legwork that you did before, all the all of the research, absolutely. IT management stuff, right? The, and this is probably I can't even under emphasize that or if emphasize that enough that you need to get those points cleared, addressed, and jotted down, and you cross your T's and dot your I's right. before you even look into procuring the solution. Right. Because if you don't have those in place, no matter what solution you bring in, it's not going to do anything. It's another device that you have to support, that you have to patch, that you have to make sure that is not a subject to you know, a compromise. Right. Because it's another addition in your enterprise. Mm -hmm. It's a service provisioning tool, but it comes with its own risks. Right, yeah. And not to mention that. the CapEx. I think next you start talking about policies. Yes, we started talking about policies in the MDM, not to be confused with the policies that you need from executive management and all that stuff. So let's hear what you had to say about it. How many of these policies does this uh, solution basically address? Mm -hmm. And how granular can I get it? I come in from an engineering background, systems engineering background, my preferences have always been, if you have a policy, it has to be applied on a group. Stop doing these policies where individual users, because then yeah, yeah, it becomes no. absolutely nightmare. Management mess. App, yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, so once you get into your policies, 
there are certain things technical to the devices. How does the policy, for instance, uh, address jailbroken devices? Right. Right. So, you know, yesterday, Joe's device was showing up in the inventory list, and you looked at that um, report, and it got the latest um, updates. The application was applied uh, successfully. Today, Joe's device is missing. Right. But he's able, able to, you know, uh, connect to the exchange uh, infrastructure. He's able to do his VPN and get, you know, to the file uh, service. But somehow, you don't see it. Mm-hmm. And you find out that Joe wanted, you know, the game that could not be installed. But if you jailbreak it. Right. So how, do you, how does that policy address uh, jailbroken devices or devices that have been compromised? Right. So you kind of have to be up on the all the security threats Absolutely. for mobile devices and the things that would break your software too. And it is no different than w- the due diligence that you perform in securing your exchange servers, your Oracle databases. Right. right. Because this is another addition, an augmentation to your network. Yeah, that's a mini computer. And it's more dangerous yeah. because it's mobile and right. it goes f- f- around the world. It can be lost, and also people. Even though it's a, it's a. I always tell people this uh, about their computers. This is a workstation, not a PlayStation. This exactly. But people still see the mobile device as a kind of like a play thing too, which is okay, okay within parameters, right? Well, that's where this whole bring your own device comes in, because as an end user, this is your device. You right. own this. You are in total, total control. Right. What IT is doing is enabling you to work remotely or be mobile in terms of um, access and corporate resources right. and whatever you, services that well, you and have. That's fine, but you have to play by our rules. <laughs> that <laughs> is, again, to, to that end-user agreement. Right, right. Because you as IT, as a service provider, should have the control that if you see anything with that device, it's lost, stolen, compromised, you're within your rights to completely wipe that. Yes. Because your job is securing the enterprise, not to accommodating, you know, the end user's personal data. Right, exactly. I don't care about that. And that should be stated in the ULI that this is what Abs- we're going to do. Oh, yes, uh, absolutely. So it's a, and, and that's why I, I think I'm going to call this one a mess again, because it can be done. But there are some things that you need to... In this next segment, Ahmed and Victor discuss security and data. Um, which to me is the most important piece of an MDM solution, and that's pretty much why you're going to be doing MDM. Right, that's why you buy it, because if not, why you, know, why you want to control anything, right? Yeah. It's because to secure the data, also to deliver it, right? Yeah, you know, correctly. We don't, we don't right. care about what the device has. I mean, we don't care about the particular device, but we do care about what's on it. All right, so let's see what we had to say about that. Not so only that, but this. the cloud itself provides as much lack of, for better term, lack of security. I mean, who's responsible for the data on cloud? You know, is it the uh, cloud provider or is it still your data that you need to protect? Right. Especially when you look at a cloud and, you know, it's a co-location of so many, um, so many other others. customers. Yeah. Right. A breach on their side. Well, how does that affect your, uh, data? Right. Well, what you're doing with that is right. Like, uh, moving moving the responsibility of the data away from the organization but ultimately we're still responsible because all you're doing is vendor managing that to make sure that they're doing their job absolutely but as the it manager it's still on you now it's still if you're the administrator data. 
No, it's again, it, really it goes back to that executive management owning the data, exactly. the ultimate data owners. Yeah, so so I think that's the moral of this story. And right? this not all, and actually, I'm glad that you brought up the um, cloud thing. Is a lot of these devices, when you like the carriers, have these applications that back up data. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. On the on the in the background to mm -hmm. whether it's Verizon, whatever it is, they yeah. back up your data because if you change a device, it's very easy to just you know connect your phone with a carrier and all of your contacts are downloaded. Well, once you bring in the corporate data, you know yeah. what happens? This now does you know the carrier also own a part of your data? Of course it does because it backs up your phone entirely. Right. Yeah. Now this is giving me a headache. <laughs> it it, it it's very these are the these are the non-technical. Right. And the technical part is very easy to take. Get a product, put it in, configure it, and you know, uh, implement it. That's the easiest part. Right. It's the non-technical policy part that is more important and more critical to the success of this whole project than having a robust solution that you know gives you bells and whistles. Well, and all of this is is about managing degrees of risk, right? It's risk is, acceptance? Right. Right, you, you'll never eliminate, eliminate any risks. Right. What you do is you bring it down to an acceptable level. Right. And you look at risks and you actually classify risks. Is this a risk that I'm willing to take? Right, right. because uh, of the benefit of having it anywhere. All absolutely, because right. you still have to provide a service or product to the market or you still have to make money. Right. And this is the you know in the objective. Right. You're in business to make money. Right. So there are certain risks that you accept. There are certain risks that are so hard to address that you transfer, and it's called risk transfer. Right. And you, you let somebody else, like insurance, for instance, right. like things insurance. like that. These are risk transfer. And um, well, and that's what we were talking about earlier, right? Hosting your data somewhere else is risk transfer to that. As vendor. long as the right there order. is you know in your contracts or whatever it is, there's that. You know, clarification that okay, if I'm storing my data on your cloud, A to Z in terms of responsibility falls on you. Right, and that's why a lot of data centers have to have classifications, right? SAS seventy uh, and stuff like that. Well, absolutely. Uh, yeah, yeah. So that that's why how you are addressing the risk there. But it's still a risk. I mean, it's something it, it, might it still might happen. Absolutely. Anybody that tells you like they guarantee hundred percent, they're lying to you. That's oh, why you there's see no that such no. Ninety nine point nine nine nine. That's right? the, that that's stuff. only even if you look at like availability, right? right? They'll tell you, okay, our SLA goes four nines, five nines, whatever. Right. Right. Nobody will ever give you a hundred percent on security because the landscape is so evolving on a daily, on a minute. Basis. A sixteen year old kid can hack into the FBI. And it has really? happened. Right. It will so, happen. So it is our little system with our limited budget. <laughs> I can't not, guarantee you a hundred percent. Is Due diligence. Due diligence, absolutely. At, at least, please, uh, people out there, follow industry standards. At least do that. The biggest threat in any system is really the end user. The layer A. <laughs> <laughs> but it has to do with the level of trust you give people and the level of access. They're the ones that can cause the most damage because they're already inside. Yeah, and we talk about this a little bit, so I, I, I just don't want the users out there to get insulted by what we're saying, but that's pretty much what we mean. And it doesn't have to be malicious either. It could just be accidental. Right, so let's get into that one. And then you have the end user awareness. To these people who rely on the services, right. on the solutions. It, don't they say that the highest security threat that you have is it's internal? It's internal, absolutely. Yeah. It's yeah. an exfiltration that is, to me, 
what keeps me awake. Right. Not Because I can have IPS. I can have the, the best breed of firewalls. I can log down ports. You name it. Right. But if it's Sally in accounting, mm. you know, yes. <laughs> social media, right. Twitter, whatever, or mm. just, you know, start sending attachments via Gmail or AOL or whatever you want to call it. Right. It's, it's, these people are the biggest threat to me in terms of security. Yeah, because there's a perceived trust in there that you know you work as part of the team or you know part of the company. You're taking necessary measures to protect that, but I can also at the same time I cannot blame the end user because that awareness is not there. The language sometimes is so technical Mm -hmm. that most of the people in the IT department cannot understand that. Right. Right. When you you know some of the presentations that are made or some of these. emails that come out in terms of policy, I'm like, okay, did you write this for your own team who are, you know, um, the CCIEs, right. CCNAs, yes. or MCSEs? No, you need to write this to right. Joe at procurement. He exactly. is an excellent, or he's excellent at what he does. He will run circles around you when it comes to Excel formatting and all that. Right. But when you have any kind of policy that is too technical, he's not going to, you have lost them They're right just there. They're going to glaze over. Oh, yeah. It's like, what, what does this mean? Just like I glazed over our, my finance class when I took my bachelor's in IT. <laughs> <laughs> I got a C. I, got, I passed. I, I got a C in finance and A in everything else. It's like, <laughs> I'm a bad finance manager. <laughs> uh, but, but anyway, I mean, we're talking in general about right, security right. now, but it, it, it all has to do with this MDM thing, which is, again, the, the reason we chose to talk about this today is because people see it, oh, this is a cool thing. I can access it from anywhere. We have to reel that back a little bit. Absolutely. And, and, and we like people to bring new stuff in. And, and have you cannot stop that. You cannot stop well, that. Consumerization, right? That's no, absolutely. Our second to last section is on the consumerization of IT, which basically is people bringing their home devices to work. Right, which is a headache, but I think at the same time, it, it helps us in the industry, right? Move forward and be innovative. It definitely is pushing us along the way, which, you know, whether we like it or not, that's just the way things are going. Right, and I think we're speaking like managers. I'm pretty sure our techies still think of it as a headache. <laughs> but anyway, um, let's see how what we had to say about that. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, your employee comes to you and say, look, I should be able to access the uh, corporate email if you want me to be productive you know most of the time if i'm out i need your salespeople. we're like completely on you know any kind of whatever mobile solution that you provide they need that yeah and and this is not just that team nowadays everybody needs that right and we have to understand as it professionals that we're there not just to maintain stuff and to fix things we're supposed to be a, a competitive asset for the business absolutely to be to be more efficient, so when they are, when they're actually competing, they can still charge more, do it in less time, and get more business. And that's where we, we become successful as IT managers, IT directors, and CIOs. When we show this MDM solution, you're not talking about MDM and stuff like that. You're talking about what it can do for the group that the CEO wants to be efficient for his sales force. In my in my instance, I work for a construction company now. My PMs can look at everything from anywhere, Absolutely. answer RFIs, request for changes, stuff like that from anywhere. I'm selling it as a competitive advantage. And if I'm really good at finance, which I got to see, but I've gotten a little better since then, is actually put a number to that. Put, put a value 
to that solution and say. And again, you look at one because exactly this mm-hmm. is what the executive management is interested in: total cost of ownership, return on investment. Right. Exactly. You need to do that homework when you go up to this team and say, "Hey, whether it be mobile solution, the you know newest firewall, or even going from one version of Exchange to the other, right. you need to justify this." And they're not. They have absolutely no interest on how many uh, TCP sessions that the uh, uh, firewall can handle. Right. How many mailboxes can you have on a single exchange? No. They were like, what does this do to my bottom line? Right. right? And that, how, how does this, this solution enhance? And you have to put that hat on, not right. your uh, technical. Mm-hmm. When you get to that level and you basically convince that, this is where the money comes in. Yeah. The technical side of it is between you and your team on how to implement that. Right. Get it done and, and, and make this sure solution, it was done to expectation in the time. And absolutely. Time. And mobility, if you think about it, is directly related to productivity. Yes. You're not going to have somebody sit there eight hours in the office looking at this you know, desktop. These people want to be doing the same thing from just about everywhere. Right. And your job is to secure that. Yeah. Security, security, security. Which the which is the unsexy part because which, the, the the way I always see it is the more security you have, the less usability you have. That's there, just a trade off. Absolutely. Right? If this I is, don't have to put my password in, I'll get in sooner. But my computer's unsecure, right? So I have to put a password in, more security, less usability, right? And all of this is, and if you look at encryption, if you look at all of these, these are deterrents, right? Yeah. Time delay mm-hmm. factors. Where like, okay, why do you have? Why do you want encryption on that device? Well, in the case or in the event of loss or theft, somebody, the thief, if he has enough time and he's determined enough and has the tools or he goes and gets the tools, eventually he will crack that. Your job is to make that as hard as possible. First, instance, lock on a door. Right. It's a deterrent, not a, sec- right. you know. Right. Uh, it's not 100%. I can right. still shoot it off it's not a hit it with a hammer. Right. Exactly. <laughs> right. You'll but the bypass. next house doesn't have it, they'll go to the next house, not yours. Right. Because right. yours took five hours or whatever. So this is yeah. that deterrent measure. Okay. For this last section, everybody grab your notepads. And in the words of my friend, Victor, let's hear what we had to say about that. <laughs> All right. You need to start working on the policy. And I'm not talking about just technical of how does the solution wipes a device. No, it's the end user agreement. Right. Um, the um, standardization. These are all independent of the solution. Right. Right. And before you have that, there has to be some semblance of a data classification. Absolutely. So know what know you protect. Published exactly. In the and this is what we talked about in the beginning. Right. Know your data. Right. You have to know what you protect. Yes. yes. If you don't, then no solution will address anything. Right. right? Exactly. So data classification, again, all we already discussed how the executive management is the ultimate data owner. Right. They're the one that's going to drive the policies. Right. Right. And you have you have to obviously involve HR in terms of going back to this um, bring your own device. Right. Right. Yes. So you 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 address those policy um, requirements first, adoptions. Then you go after the MDM solution. And then obviously when you do that, uh, my suggestion or my recommendation is not to, to buy too much into the literature. Right. Have these people you know, come in, demo, demo that, or demo. go over to their facility, whatever it is, WebEx, whatever it is. See, you know, are, are your policies aligned with the solution? Mm-hmm. Can the solution accommodate your policies? But even, even send in your requirements beforehand and say, 
I want to, I want you to demo based on a use case the way we do, do, it. do it. And absolutely. Not what you want to show no, us. What you, this is what exactly. my requirements are. Show me that your product can uh, address or fulfill that. So basically, have the policies in. Um, know that the MDM is not the all-encompassing solution. Right. You'll still have room where um, you know you need to augment, uh, supplement that via other means, whether it's technical or policy. Go and, and then limit the amount of devices that you're going to maintain. That was one, right? To make sure. Oh, and and standardization, gonna, right? right? It's everybody has every sort of um, device. You know, you're, it's uncommon to see somebody with you know coming into office with a tablet, with a phone, and with a laptop. And when you look at the, these MDM solutions, do they, can they address your laptop side of the house? Right. No, you know, that's true. You have it's mobile. It's <laughs> right. mobile and you need to, right. Yeah. At, at the very least, can you extend the encryption to the laptops? Because think about it, the wipe, remote wipe, after 10 unsuccessful logons, these devices wipe out. We're well, not going to have that on the laptop. That guy can sit there and type or hammer at the password for eternity. Right. Especially in areas where... Um, or in environments where they allow cache credentials on the laptops. Right, that's true. Right? Yeah, because in the domain, yeah. after five or whatever the number you expect, the computer locks out or the account locks out. So you have to wait. Right. On a local, you know, or cache credential policy, you can sit there until eternity. That computer's not going to... Yeah, Windows makes it like it's timing out, but then it goes back again. Back again. It, right, again. it just pisses you off, but yeah, it never <laughs> disables it. Exactly. Exactly. So, but these are all policy-driven, right? Right, right. Uh, So that and... Uh, just it, it can be done, but it, it and it's, it looks shiny and all that a new toy for the users. But you have to just reel that back, expectations and, and expose Ex the risks and show the benefits too, and say, guys, oh, we do no this. Question. There's a risk. There's a benefit, but let them evaluate it and then go ahead and, and let your techies go crazy with the implementation, which is what they like anyway. Oh, they love yeah. that. And right. just make. I guess it's. I'm stating the obvious that. Whatever policy that you have written and you have the backing of the executive management and the HR and all of these uh, departments or groups, that these policies are enforceable. There's one thing to write a policy. Right. Enforcing it is a completely different thing. Right, because it's, it's, it's really good to remember the, the technical department is gives you the tools to enforce the policies that are driven by, by executive e management and HR. And we're, we're not the ones that decide that. We're just implement. We're just like the police. In, and then executive management are legislators, Legis right, the senators. Right? They write the, the bill, that right. becomes the law, and we just implement that and right. enforce that. That's yeah. exactly what it is. Just hammer you over the head. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> the right. site, the website that uh, I kind of uh, looked at the comparisons, which I'm in no sh position or I don't, I won't actually avoid that, you know, uh, preferring or recommending one uh, solution or the other. You just have to look at that, compare that, and see if it actually um, meets your requirements. Um, it's called enterpriseios.com, and there's extensive list of all these MDM solution providers. Oh, right. I haven't heard I of mean, that it's, one. That's great. Remember, we talked about Citrix, um, mm -hmm. and I came across this list, and I was like, wow, you know, I didn't even know these uh, other companies provided these. Mm -hmm. So do your uh, due diligence, do your homework. Um, again, highly recommend that you don't buy too much into the product literature. Uh, and may, above everything, make sure that you have the executive management's approval buy-in and full support without their support nothing is going to get done yeah and it will be a waste of capex or capital expenditure or expense um again with the mindset that every solution that you put in the enterprise is another server or appliance that you need to manage that you need to patch that you need to back up 
and that basically right. adds more work for you as the IT department. Okay, so great. So we didn't mean to scare you folks. We think BYOD, nice. BYOD is nice. a great thing for many it's things. It's a must. For recruiting, for, for mobile workforce uh, efficiencies, all that stuff. But we just want to remind you that you need to do your homework. Thanks for listening to our podcast. You can check us out on iTunes under Prometheus Layer 8. Please be sure to subscribe and rate us. You can also follow us on Twitter at PC Layer 8 Podcast. That's the number eight. Make sure to tune in next Tuesday for an exciting new episode.